Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. So I went to the ophthalmologist for my eye exam. He says, what are you doing? And I told him about Balance of Nature. He says, well, whatever you do, doing, keep it up. Every year I go in and see my doctor. She says, whatever I'm doing, it's working. Just had my physical, and the doctor says, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So My primary doctor, she couldn't get over how much better I was doing. She said she'd never seen anything like it. Here's a product from Balance of Nature that basically makes it so you get the nutrient equivalent of eating 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day. For the patients that I have taking it, it's been phenomenal. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. This show is not for sensitive snowflakes. We enjoy the right to offend each other. It's part of this uh, free speech thing that we fought so hard to get. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Today, doctors at the Federal Communicable Disease Center acknowledge the flu vaccine and the recommended dosage is ineffective. While in a larger dose, it can be harmful. However, the flu vaccine is still recommended. This month, a Senate subcommittee headed by Abraham Ribicoff charged that the federal government wasn't doing a good enough job of informing the public about ineffective vaccines. Scientists at the Division of Biologic Standards test vaccines for their potency and safety before licensing them for public use. However, the division does not determine the effectiveness of the vaccine. That is left to the manufacturers. A case in point is the influenza vaccine. Four scientists in charge of work on the flu vaccine during the 1960s found it to be ineffective, said they refused to give it to their own families. Two were transferred to other work, a third left the division. And over the entire 10-year period, not one word of their unfavorable findings was allowed to be published. That was three years after the division's own scientists had pointed out the danger. Dr. Murray justifies the use of the vaccine by saying it took three years to examine the evidence against it. It was more important to use the vaccines than to take them off the market and remove the agent. It was more important to use the vaccines than to take them off the market and remove the agent. For three years, American troops were injected with a cold-preventing vaccine, which was causing cancer in laboratory animals. Oh, so comforting. I love pulling clips from the 60s that are as comforting as that clip. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I am live today. I apologize about yesterday. My, uh, For those asking, yes, my husband uh, is doing fantastic. I will explain more on my journey. It's been a, boy, has it been a journey um, the last three days uh, in ICU. And uh, I will be talking about that. And so I just wanted all of you guys to know thank you for all your well wishes and prayers. And, um, and uh, he has uh, pneumonia. Uh, they, they love to call it something different, but it's pneumonia. I know. I don't think anyone else in the world has that anymore. So, yeah. Or the flu. But uh, it is straight up pneumonia. So, um, but he is doing fantastic. And I just wanted all of you to know thank you. Uh, I will be uh, telling you my story, which is going to, I hope, help so many of you to protect your loved ones from the healthcare industry. And I can't wait to do that because I have so much to say. It's unbelievable. Melissa Smith is with me. And because it's Wednesday, I really appreciate her. What would I do without her? And uh, her and Susan. And they always come with such great stuff. Welcome to the show, Melissa. 
Thanks. We've been together a long time, Kate. Boy, we have. It's like five years, something like that. I think it has. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm always grateful for (laughs) Melissa. And and she always has, you always bring to the table some really interesting stuff. I have to say, it's been really, it's been really fun to watch you over the years and all the things you, you've enlightened everybody about. (laughs) It's great. Thank you. I think at a at a forty five degree angle, right? Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Here? <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we talking about today? I can't wait. Well, I I have to tell you that the the beginning of my thinking about this whole issue started with a trip to my local zoo this week, and uh, we were hearing one of the zookeepers do a little zookeeper chat. And they were talking. We were listening to them talk about like cute little monkeys, mm-hmm. and they were totally cute. And uh, so I was pelting her with a bunch of questions, um, and we got onto the subject about monkey communication. Mm-hmm. And she was telling everybody that monkeys are very expressive with their faces. Mm-hmm. They they use their eyes. They watch each other's facial expression. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, how'd that go when everybody put a mask on? Oh, my gosh. And she yeah. said, interesting that you should ask that because hmm. she said the monkeys got very anxious. I bet. Because they not only read each other's facial expressions, they read the zookeeper's expression. They recognize that zookeepers have a face and they could read that. And And I literally just kind of my jaw dropped open and I thought, yeah, aren't we all that same kind of crazy right now? <laughs> uh, you know, putting a right. putting a mask, you know, that we're, we're losing our social cues. And anyway, it sent me down this kind of rabbit hole. Um, there's, there's a lot of things happening with our animal populations that just kind of made me wonder. I, I bumped into this, this article. Uh, this is dated... August 2nd, so this is hot off the press, Uh, wild U.S. deer are found with coronavirus antibodies. What? Yes, (laughs) white-tailed deer um, living (sighs) all over, they live all over the East Coast. Um, They've now detected that they have coronavirus. Coronavirus, so a basic cold um that anyone and everyone can get in society at any time with a pcr test that's ratcheted up to 40 rotations or magnifications that encompasses all pneumonias all flu all cold virus and of course animals get colds too and so now this is the what uh the plague of the century and the animals have it is that what they're trying to say I'm just trying I, to keep up on it. I think that's right. I think that's what they are <laughs> okay. trying to say. Oh my um, they. Uh, my question is, okay, so they, they have done this. Researchers from the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, have analyzed blood samples for more than 600 deer in Michigan, Illinois, New York, and Pennsylvania over the past decade. Hear this carefully. And they discovered that 40% of the 152 wild deer tested from January through March of 2021, had antibodies to SARS-CoV-2. Hmm. Now, they go on to say that their presence means that deer likely had encountered the virus and then fought it off. Yeah. Because the deer are smarter than we are. Totally. (laughs) No, wait, wait, wait. I have to say, I do believe they are. (laughs) 
How they did, are smarter did the deer than us. Develop a vaccine that they gave each other right, and right. spread that all well, around. You know, they're awfully crafty. It's like COVID. It just knows to go to my yellow gown instead of my shoes and my hair, and my outfit, and my bag. It just knows it's attracted to yellow. See, it's crafty. Well, we know that COVID is the smartest virus ever in the history of the world. Anyway. Well, it is. We already know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's but, why the inconsistency. Yeah. What the heck? <laughs> and and then they go on to say, well. The risk is low that this would be transmitted from or to people from an animal. Oh, I don't know. I sleep with the deer all the time. I can't imagine. Well, if you'll recall, <laughs> the start of this Sorry. whole thing was bat soup well, you in know. Wuhan. It all starts so, with a bat. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the messages are so inconsistent yeah. all the time. Well, bats are the most if elusive you... things on Earth. So, I mean, we have to pin it on a bat because that's very elusive. <laughs> Nobody's around them. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, it just it just kind of makes me crazy uh-huh. because here we have deer right. that nobody's messing with them. <laughs> they're getting coronavirus, apparently. Mm-hmm. Right. They're yeah. getting COVID. Right. And they're recovering. Well, my best friend's fine. a deer. And <laughs> I was asking him how he was recouping through this. And uh, it's just amazing. He wanted me to wear a mask. So, yeah. Um, You know what? It's the onion every day and we're living it. And 19 months later, (laughs) with archaic protocols coming from the healthcare system, and it's absolutely asinine what they're doing. And I'm looking at this whole situation, and I will tell you guys my story, but I'm looking at this whole thing, and as the CDC announced that, um, what was it, 76 uh, you know, percent of those hospitalized had been actually vaccinated. Oh my gosh, we lied to you again, again, and again, and again, and again. I, I'm, I'm. Does anyone trust what's coming out of the news anymore? Because they contradicted themselves so many times. So I'm just wondering. But it, um, it's just apparently amazing. people do because okay. I, I was just in the grocery store today, mm-hmm. and I have seen a discernible uptick in the number of people wearing masks again. So wow. I, I. Mm-hmm. My my 23-year-old son had a rant last night at about midnight, and he's literally standing in my bedroom just going, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Aren't people listening? Don't people think? Don't they hear the inconsistency? What are they thinking? Why do they believe? He just kept going on and on. I mean, literally, the rant was about 25 minutes. Right. And I was just sitting there, like, listening to him. And he finally got to the end of the rant, and he said, yeah, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. And I said, yeah, you are. I said, what do you think I've been talking about for the last two years? What do you think I've been talking about for the last five years? You know, welcome to the voices inside my head all the time. Like, aren't yeah. people thinking, Aren't mm-hmm. don't we pay attention? If deer have an antibody, <laughs> COVID antibodies. Uh-huh. And we do too. Then, uh-huh. per, then perhaps it's not as serious for us either. <laughs> You think? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm thinking that. I think we should just start a show called Sarcastic Radio because it's getting to the point where I can't address this anymore. I can't address it anymore without being hyper sarcastic. You know, when they wanted me to wear a zoot suit in the hospital and I'd just been with my husband for seven days and I didn't get anything and I'm totally healthy. And I said, so you want me to wear my immune system on my head? That's perfect. Give that suit to me. Woo. How fun. And you know, I and when they asked for uh, when the contract tra- tracers called, I said, give them every single name of the hospital administration um, give, and, and every politician <laughs> in the neighborhood, please. So, <sighs> you know, I am to the point where I'm just I'm so amazed 
at this point in 19 months, that this is where we're at and that people are even talking about deer that, you know, like they're the headlines, they're bringing it up. And I am, it's like, do you address it or not? Because it's so comical. Do we, and I love that you're addressing it because this is how crazy. Kate, Kate, wait. Yeah. Uh, It's not just deer. We have (laughs) rabbit Ebola in Idaho. Well, you know, those darn rabbits. Um, (laughs) Why can't they have like a sexual disease? I mean, come on. Um, Yeah, it's Ebola. Yeah, they must have Ebola. It's they're calling it. It's it's a rat. It's a rabbit version of hemorrhagic Mm -hmm. fever. Yeah, and we should be in a panic because if you have domestic rabbits, your rabbits might get it. Right. Well, you know, you know, we we should minimize the, the instructions here in the article are to minimize any interaction with wild rabbits. I'm like, who's going out chasing I wild am. rabbits? I love them. I, I keep them in my room. Sometimes they <laughs> crawl up in my bed. I talk to them at night. <laughs> They're great pets. I have wild rabbits. Um, don't don't you? I mean, that's the that's the insanity part of this. So yeah, we're always around those wild rabbits. Well, I I'm I'm gonna draw a point here after uh-huh. we talk about some of the crazy, because <laughs> I, I think it. there is a point to some of this, mm-hmm. and and but I'm not gonna tell you yet. Okay. Because lest you think it's just rabbits and deer, I want you to know that chipmunks at Lake Tahoe have the plague, <sighs> like the actual plague, like the <laughs> black plague. Oh okay. All right. Well, like in the United so States, like one person has has contracted it and the article points out uh-huh. that it is totally treatable now. Mm-hmm. They give you antibiotics. It's right. treatable it- with commonly available antibiotics. I'm sure but it it's is. It's the plague. Well, Kate, it's always the, it's plague. the plague. We're in a plague apparently. We'll be right back more with Melissa. Don't go anywhere. You have a lot to say. Call uh 888-673-1450. We'll take your calls. Be right back. KateDallyRadio.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. There was a boy, a very strange enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and 
and see a little shy. Hey there, welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Good old nature boy, Nat King Cole. And uh, I mean, we are talking nature, right? Uh, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. And um, glad to be back today. Thank you uh, for all of your uh, well wishes and thoughts. And, and I, will, I will definitely be explaining more this week on that, uh, my journey that I got to see firsthand when I got to pull the curtain back just a little bit. That was, was really phenomenal. So uh, my husband's doing great, by the way. And Melissa's on. And um, I also wanted to mention tomorrow, big hat tip to Mike, uh, Karen Kingston of Pfizer. She's the ex-employee of Pfizer that tells you what's in the vaccine. There was an ingredient that Bill Gates kept referring to that wasn't on the patent. And um, trade secret, they called it. And she discusses what that little trade secret does and how horrific it is. And so she is going to be coming out. We're really lucky to get her. Uh, she just went viral, like all across the nation. And so um, I'm loving that she's coming on the show tomorrow. So you'll, you, it's like a must. You have to tune in for that one. Also, I just wanted to play this. This is a message from Mike uh, Lindell at My Pillow. So let me go ahead and play this for you. It's about a minute long. Here you go. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen it's or Kate. call the 1 800 number below to receive these exclusive my pillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Yeah, the code is Kate, by the way. If you if you were actually watching that, it says Kate on the screen. So make sure you use the promo code Kate. And he is doing some amazing things. He really is trying. He's real. My hat's off to him. He's doing instead of just talking about it. I love it. And Mike Lindell, uh, you know, great guy. Great guy. And so make sure you do that. Go to Frank's Beach, get some of the best deals, but put in the code Kate and uh, get the best sheets and pillows and towels of your lifetime and support what's happening here. We have all got to rally. All right, Melissa. So let's talk, shall we? <laughs> More animals. <laughs> so yeah, let's talk. So as you as as you know, mm-hmm. I follow stories out of China. Right. Uh, more often than not. Mm-hmm. And um, so China has been beset by, uh, what is it called? Asian swine flu, which is a real deal. Uh, they have had to uh, eliminate a large portion of their um, their pig population. And pigs are the principal um protein source for China. So mm-hmm. they are dependent on their their pig population, if you will. Um, but after this, they had to they had to eliminate so many of the pigs that had been exposed to this uh, Asian swine virus. Mm-hmm. The new thing, the new thing, the new buzzword in okay. farming and agriculture, yeah. Is called biosecurity, 
we have to do something so that our animals are not exposed to ugly viruses. Okay. And so what they've done in China, believe it or not, they've built these multi-story, uh, I'm trying to think how to describe them, apparently. Um, they are, the, the one described here is 13 stories high. The pigs are kept in isolation in little little units inside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, where they can be completely monitored. They are isolated from other pigs so that they don't spread disease. They have a veterinarian on staff all the time that's monitoring them. They, they eat, you know, very specialized diet. Um, anyway, they call these hog hotels now. The, the one that's described said that you can smell it uh, more than a mile away what? because it houses thousands and thousands and thousands of pigs in this kind of weird environment. Right. Huh. So the, okay. the point, the destination that I'm trying to take everybody, I want you to think about what we've been through over the last... I'm going to say two years now. Yeah, We're almost. getting close. Yeah. The isolation, the humiliation, the sanitization, if you will. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be clean. We have to sanitize everything. Right. Now we're apparently going to even sanitize nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we can't, we don't want to touch anything that might have a virus on it. <laughs> we don't want to touch it. You know, we don't, mm-hmm. we can't spread anything. At the end of the day, what, what's happened in China, too, is obviously there has been a move from small, little, local, regional family farm stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to these mega farms with 13 stories of pig hotel. Does that sound suspiciously like Agenda 2030 to you? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. You're right. Yeah. High-density housing in which we'll all be isolated and monitored so that we're not spreading any virusy things between it. Right. We'll, 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 they'll control our diet. You know, we, we can't have people eating things they shouldn't eat because that's what pigs do, right, frankly. Right. If you've ever seen how pigs operate, mm-hmm. they, you know, they'll, they'll eat whatever. But uh, it the whole notion that deer have... COVID, that chipmunks are, I'm not saying any of this is not real, because clearly it is. And mm-hmm. and I've known for years that rodents carry sure. the plague. Sure, hantavirus or whatever. Yeah, there's the, there's different they things. Carry hunt- sure. They carry sure. bubonic plague. Sure. Rodents carry bubonic plague. It's mm-hmm. for the same reason they did in 1350. They still do today. It's mm-hmm. fleas on, on sure. rodents. So, but... The thing that has changed, I guess, for me is this kind of paranoia that if we touch anything or interact with nature, we're going to become diseased, that the whole world is diseased and disgusting and virus infected. And if we interact in any way, we have to come home and sanitize ourselves. Yeah. And it includes our interactions. But if we're talking about the monkeys at the zoo, mm-hmm. what are we doing to ourselves? <laughs> My gosh, let's I have, yeah, go ahead. I have a, I have a thing here. Also, this is from the UK. They've had a problem with um, avian flu in the UK. 
and they've had to eliminate lots of birds. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of farmers who are saying, hey, the birds that they're eliminated have not been impacted. They found one swan from the Netherlands with avian flu, and it's a migratory bird, so we have to eliminate huge populations of chickens in the UK. Well, makes um, sense. I mean, we only had 15 deaths the second week of March 2020, and they shut down the whole nation and world. So, I, yeah, it makes sense with what we do. Right. Sure. So, th- apparently in the UK, lots of people like, and here as well, we like to eat free-range chickens, or we like the eggs from free-range chickens. We think, so there's this tug-of-war between, you know, oh, what's best for the chicken? We have to be all humane with the chicken. Mm-hmm. And, you know, crazy. It's just crazy. But we, we can't have anybody touching them. <laughs> so, just here we go. Um the the uh like the SPCA version uh in the UK has said that apparently in the UK they've said okay you can still call them free range even if they want everyone to put their chickens indoors right they have to be under a roof now and indoors because they might be exposed to a wild bird carrying a avian flu so they said there's no risk to human health, mm-hmm. but, and I'm going to read this straight out because I couldn't make this up. The SPCA said that the welfare of free range birds may be harmed if they are suddenly confined. Oh, what happened to all of us? Yeah. Is anybody caring about that? Wow. But it, it is, I, you know, I, it's funny to hear that. It really is. I mean, it's. It's actually quite. You know what? Let's let's take a caller. That's that's just sad. That's just sad to hear, and to have to analyze our situation as such. Uh, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes, thanks, Melissa, for bringing this subject up about mm-hmm. transmitted uh, COVID to the animals and vice versa. Right. Uh, I read an article about ten months ago on Arcade. I've been wanting to talk mm-hmm. about this. May be the ace in the hole okay. that they can pull on us to make us uh, force us to take the vaccines or put, take us out of our homes and put us in camps that they could kill our dogs uh, is one possibility. There, this article I read, the USDA is involved, uh, the uh, CDC was involved in World Health Organization. World Health Organization is currently having advice. If you have tested positive, you have symptoms, have somebody else take care of your dog, wear a mask around your animals, dogs and cats, and, uh, and the other thing, don't kiss them, don't lick them, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but in this article, they were wishy-washy. Well, so far, we don't think it's transmittable, but there's some indications it may become. Now, this is why, back to the ace in the hole, two ways they can do it. One is people love their animals, dogs and cats. And if you have to, if they test positive and, and they're, uh, they can start forcing to kill your animals. The other way is livestock. And that's where I think the way they might do it is if this gets in the cattle and so forth and they start killing uh, by the millions of uh, cattle, sheep, other livestock, people are going to go crazy in America mm-hmm. uh, paying for a steak or $100, that sort of thing. Yeah, so this is a very serious issue. This may be the way they uh, force us into the camps. That's an interesting thought. That's an I'll look at, yeah, thank you. I'll do more on that. That's an interesting thought right there. Mm. But hey, you know what? Bill Gates has a plan. We can eat the not meat lab meat, right? I I see it as a a marketing tool Mm -hmm. by Gates and company to force us all to eat their lab-grown meat. 
because you know we can't we can't eat well, the sterile conditions we, keep it really i mean they keep the goo at a level and a refrigeration level to keep it in goo state so i mean my gosh why, why don't we go for the safety meat right isn't that what they're doing safety meat safety meat <laughs> yeah. and i think at this point people in the country would do it because we've been we've all become germaphobes in the last two years mm-hmm. we have I don't know if you, there's a little viral video that's been circulating, a little teeny girl, maybe one and a half or two years old, and she's walking up to everything and pushing it, pumping it like it's it's hand sanitizer, and then she washes her hands. Because that's what we're teaching, you know, yeah. our children are not going, well, they're going to think that everything is dirty and gross, we're teaching including them, other people. We're teaching them to go full neurotic. So yes. you, you have a whole neurotic generation. And every germ is, is going to kill them, and it's neurosis. And we, we seem to be okay with this, because as people launch into neurosis, what happens? Everybody caters their policies and everything else to the most neurotic of the bunch, at work or, or wherever. It's always the most neurotic. And so we actually are saying it's super good to be neurotic. It's super healthy. It's, it's, it is totally amazing to watch. Be right back. More with Melissa Smith. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Be right back. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. I do every day. <laughs> Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Make sure you get over to Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is just awesome. And uh, it's helping so many people. Make sure you take it. And, uh, and 31 fruits and vegetables every single day. The nutrients of those. Totally amazing. Um, you can get the product. You can go to balanceofnature.com and you can get the product. Um, you can actually put in the coupon code Kate, right? The promotion code Kate. And when you do that, my first name, you're going to get 35% off in free shipping and a free health coach. I would recommend getting the apple fiber drink that goes with it because it'll help, uh, it'll help blood sugars. It'll help. Um, oh geez. So many things. It's going to help you with cholesterol, lowering cholesterol. It just really kind of gets you back into balance. That's a great way to put it back into balance. And the phytonutrients from the fruits and vegetables are truly, truly amazing. Make sure you're getting this product, please. And, uh, I, I just, I love it. Balanceofnature.com, balanceofnature.com. All the testimonials are real, by the way. Um, and you can ask your health coach anything too, by the way. Um, I have, uh, by the way, uh, Karen Kingston, Pfizer is coming on uh, tomorrow's show and you're going to want to hear it uh, second hour. And I also um, uh, have Melissa Smith on the show. So I love that. And Susan's up next. Um, oh. Melissa, here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Well, for this last segment, mm-hmm. I'd really like to talk about kind of the emotional and maybe psychological fallout okay. of what I see coming at us. And, and this, we've already been on this freight train for a while, but I think it's going to go off the rails now. Yeah. We are separating ourselves and our children from 
being outdoors and involved in nature. Um, there's a wonderful book, I can't stress it enough, called Last Child in the Woods, written by, by Richard Love, L-O-U-V. And that's it, it's an old book now, but that's the point that he was making, mm-hmm. that our children, most of us, many of us of my age and, and people older even. My, I was just talking to my 93-year-old mother and she talked about, she said, I grew up in Florida and we were outdoors all the time. Mm-hmm. And even for me, I remember the days when my mother would tell me, like, go outside and play. And I my curfew was when it, the streetlights came on. I had to come home. Um, but that's not what kids experience today. They don't go outside and play. They stay indoors a lot, they have become urban and indoor children. And that has psychological impact. And and I'm bringing this up because I think that's where uh, the destination endpoint is. I, I, I think we are going to be the, the people who are going to live in these little high density, little cells, indoors. We can't go outside because there's scary viruses out there, right? Right, right. We don't, we can't, we can't go to the zoo and pet an animal because they carry disease. Everything is diseased now. Um, so what happens? We have a whole generation of children right now, and maybe many adults actually, who do not have any idea where their food comes from, They don't know what a farm is. They don't know what agriculture is. And so they make these crazy decisions as voters. If you take a look at what's gone on in California, because people say, wait, but animals should have the same rights as human beings. Yeah. And many of those people have never been on a farm to know what kind of conditions animals live on in farms. It's kind of crazy. Oh, it's um, more than crazy. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's okay. Me. We need to we need mm-hmm. to turn off the water that irrigates our farm fields because it will protect the little fish. Well, I'm not opposed to doing what I can for the little fish. I'm kind of a hippie myself about some of this. I love the outdoors. I love animals. But I think we have to connect ourselves again to the actual world in which we live, our food chain, where it comes from, how it comes that way. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, I think the other thing, and this is another thing that Richard Love points out, is that we are entering the age of the end of biological absolutes. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I don't think he could have predicted where that statement could, right, right. has taken us, right. but... Jeez. Um, we're, we've entered the world of transhumanism. Mm-hmm. Sadly. We've entered the world in which, you know, they're growing human ears on the backs of mice. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, things, it, it, suddenly the world of nature is not predictable anymore. It's true. Because we're, we're messing around with people, not, I'd say, messing around with people's DNA, which we are. But we're also messing around with animal DNA. Right. That's gain-of-function research, which has been in the headlines, is absolutely messing around with animal DNA. And that doesn't take us to any good place that we need to be. It's 
astonishing. It's astonishing. You know, the um, New York City, uh, New York, U.S. News just said uh, that New York City yesterday is providing a NYC vaccine pass and that um, this three day, this this pass will actually um, it will be New York City will require proof of vaccination to enter all restaurants, gyms and indoor venues. This is just the beginning. And we are entering in, we are entering a real state of crazy. What I find kind of fascinating, too, is a lot of people have a lot of trouble wrapping their brain around something that sounds crazy. And even though you say to them, well, Moderna said this is the software of life. Uh, Elon Musk talks about turning people into a butterfly and is not joking about it. Um, when do we start believing what they say? Because what's funny is, is I can say, well, this person, this person and this person are saying the crazy. Are you going to believe them? Instead of just looking at me like I'm nuts, are you going to believe them? Because they're saying it. It's not like they're not saying it and I'm just hypothesizing. But we're at a state now where they're out there with the information. They say it. And we just, we we turn our brain off to it generally out there because our whole body goes, oh, that can't, that can't be. That can't be. And so that's where cognitive dissonance is. It's like, I just, I want my world to say what I want my world to say. I don't want to have to believe we're going places like you just mentioned that we're going. How are we going to fight but, uh, that? Uh, that these are not hypotheticals no, anymore. No, they're not. They're happening, and people still right. go. But that that doesn't. I don't believe that because my world doesn't believe that. Like I don't think that. I can't think. I I can't think that way. So I'm not going to believe them. But they're going to believe them on other stuff. They're just not going to believe the crazy. And I'm like, well, how can we do that? How can we keep doing that? We can't. Well, it's in, even it's in front of us. It's now. even a struggle for me. I mean, I. I have many days where I'm right. like, I just can't think about that stuff Let, because it's so grim right. and so frightening. Let's take a caller. Let's and, take and, a caller, shall we? Let's take one. Sure. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Thank you. Um, you just mentioned about the Blasio in New York City putting yeah. all these restrictions. I threw up while I was saying it, but yes, I, yes, yes. I'm going to say this and you're uh, out loud. Uh-oh. If we could go to the Bible and think about the 666, mm -hmm. well, it, it, that's a metaphor. Right. But if you think about it real hard, we're headed straight into, uh, you know, if you don't have this, you get nothing. Mm. And it's not just New York City because it's going everywhere that they can put it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not taking it. And if they want to stay, I'll go out in the woods and live. I can do that. Amen, you know? brother. Yeah, I'm with you. you know? I'm with you 100%. I got, I, got, I got pistols and rifles, and I'll take them with me. And, mm -hmm. and they might take me, but I'll take a couple of them with me when I go. <laughs> I love I'm not going to put up with it. I know. And I'm so glad. I'm really glad you're not going to. And neither am I. Thank you so much for the call. And I really appreciate it. And so many are probably nodding as that gentleman is saying that. Yeah. Agreeing with the gentleman. And I have to say, I agree too. They are, they are, they are, they so desperately want people to put that thing in their, in their arms. So desperate. And, um, yeah, we just, we, you, you don't go along with this nonsense. It's crazy. Well, if we don't, if we don't begin to, uh, and this, I'm going to sound like a really bro bad broken record, but if we don't connect to actual values, and those are spiritual values as well as physical things, right. 
if we don't connect to the things that are genuine and truthful and real in our world, Mm -hmm. the whole world looks like a bad episode of the Twilight Zone. (laughs) It really does. It does. And you know what are what can we do well and and i think one of the things that we do is mm-hmm. we need to learn to connect and quit being afraid fear oh one of my favorite books uh, by frank herbert dune has a has a a message in it fear is the mind killer mm. and i think you know if if i think about the last 50 years or so and the the various incarnations that whoever they are, mm-hmm. have tried to feed people. Mm-hmm. We've been told to be afraid of global warming. We've been told that we need to be afraid of uh, aliens. We've been told to be afraid of so many things. And most Americans are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this one hit a nerve, and they know that now. Right. And so when I say we need to connect to things that are real, we need to we need to reconnect ourselves to our backyard garden. Uh-huh. And and I hate to say this, but putting your hands down in dirt connects you to the earth. Right. And connects you to the microbes that live in the earth that help your immune system be healthier. Amen. If we have people who never put their hands <laughs> in a flower pot, mm-hmm. never pick a tomato off mm-hmm. the back, you know, the tomato right. plant. Never right. pick a, an apple off a tree. We have people who have disconnected. I, That's why they're I agree. afraid. I agree with you. We have a caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hey, Melissa. With uh, They're talking mandatory vaccines. Mm-hmm. If every fool yeah. and every coward on earth dropped dead, I'm going to throw a party. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was suggested by someone in my household who will remain nameless that the people who are actually eager to take the vaccine, like right. those are the people that are, you know, you would think that the people who are advancing this want those people. Yeah. Not yeah. the resistance. Well, um, our communities are going to mean something totally different in the next few years. And your community, moral communities, will succeed at making some of this go away or not having to live with the stuff that people in the cities are living with. The problem is people from the cities are moving in rurally. <laughs> but um, but and you have to protect yourself from that um, because they're trying to Californianize and Chicagoize and New Yorkize everybody. But it's mo- a lot of it, if you notice, it's playing out in the cities. It's not playing out in just hometown rural America because they know they can't, right? And so we're going to rebel a lot more against this than a city people in the city would. And and so we're gonna your community is gonna mean a lot. Your neighborhood's gonna mean a lot. And and the ability to know who's in that neighborhood, who's in that community, who you can rely on is gonna start to mean something very different, I think. Well, I want to remind everybody that Thomas Jefferson said that the thing that made America great was our farmers. Yep, 95% at the time. And we've lost that. Now we're exact opposite. Now we have about 5% private farmers in America now. That's really sad. And I'm afraid that that is also understood by the powers that be. People like Bill Gates understand that. That's why you've seen Bill Gates buying up huge portions of some of the, the, the Great Plains areas, mm-hmm. what is his intent? What, what Bill Gates hasn't bought, China has. Yeah. These are not people who care 
they're not people who care about us. One of the things that I think we have to begin to really open our eyes to and quit the cognitive dissonance about, Kate, you've, you've done this already. You've got mm-hmm. it in spades. Do you think that the government actually cares about anybody's health and well-being? Not for a hot second. Not for a hot <laughs> second is right. Yep. So why do we trust them when they say you have to take this vaccine? Right. Because all they had to do was give COVID a label. And if I've, I've never been more certain in my life, and I'm not telling this, I'm, I'm, I'm being really honest, in the last, this last little bit, I've definitely become extremely certain in the idea that it doesn't actually exist. No doctor can tell you what it is. They don't know. Um, they're guessing. And uh, COVID is a label, and it's a label to do a lot of damage. And I don't actually think it exists. I really don't. And that's after seeing things up close and personal now. So I'm just telling you from my experience... I think it's a label, and the label allowed protocols, and the the label allowed a lot of stuff to be done under the name of COVID. Um, That is taking away liberty. Thank you so much, Melissa. You're awesome. Thank you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pet my wild deer in my bedroom, and uh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Say hello to my wild rabbit. Um, I'll be right back with Susan. Don't go anywhere. Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. Isn't uh, Melissa awesome? Be right back. Don't go anywhere. 